What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we talk about sports from abstract yet popular angles. This is the first official episode of the pod with actual content about sports. Episode zero was kind of boring. It was a little more of an introduction to us, what we do, who we are, things like that. Um, but we are coming at you live on Facebook this time. We're also live on Periscope. And so as comments come in, if they do at all, I will do my best to respond to them. Um, I have cameras all over the place right now, and it's a little bit weird. Um, I've got a webcam set up just for recording audio and video just in case I need some clips. I've got the iPad set up for Periscope, and then I have my phone set up for for Facebook. So, um, yeah, I will do my best to to keep my head on a swivel and answer any comments as they come in. Um, But as you can see... I'm repping my alma mater pretty hard. Got the the Vandals hat, the hoodie, go Vandals. Um, but uh, we have a lot of stuff for you today. It's kind of crazy because being the first podcast, we have news about the sports world, updates on the blog and what's going on there. But we also have a really cool announcement that I think everybody should be excited about. Um, and so I don't know why we're waiting. Let's get this thing going. I'm Kyle Richards, and this is Abstract Sports. Uh, so as far as the blog goes, it's there's been kind of a content lull. Um, I've been really trying to improve the website in different ways, being the web designer that I am. Um, and so right now, I'm working on putting together a new category. It's an, it's an eSports category. Um, and I'll, I have more information about that later in the pod. Um, but we've been a lot more active on social media than we usually are. So I've, I've been on Twitter a lot, just paying attention to the to the NBA news, NFL news, uh, a lot of the MLB with spring training going on, um, and just trying to interact with the online community that way. Um, being mostly a one-man team as far as marketing goes, that's sort of where my time has been lately with the new website up and trying to draw drive traffic to the site. Um Um, so yeah, we're launching an esports category. That should be pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much where the blog is. There are really no updates since the last time. There are some, there's a couple of really good articles we have up on the homepage right now, though. If you go there, um, the, one of the top articles there should be an article about, it's called, is it just a game? This is one I talked about in the last podcast, but my, my friend Charlie, he's one of my contributors and he wrote this article. Um, really makes you question your place in sports, and uh, you think you should get a, give it a read. It's it's a little longer than a lot of our other articles, but it's very rewarding. So go give that a check out. That made no sense, but whatever. Um, but some of the older articles, what makes the NBA All-Star Weekend so mythical, uh, talking about the dragon Aaron Gordon jumped over last year, and you know he didn't do too well this year, kind of sucks. Um but I think the the most recent article is an article I did previewing the game where uh, DeMarcus Cousins went to the Pelicans and it was his first game there. Um, and I'll probably talk a little bit about that when we get to the NBA news, which is right now, actually. What a good segue. Man, it's like I planned that or something. Um, so <laughs> so uh, in the NBA, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. The trade deadline just happened. Um and when that day rolls around every year, I, I always get on Twitter because I know it's going to be crazy. People just lose, they lose, lose themselves over trade deadline stuff. Um, and we, we got into the mix a little bit and we 
were trying to toy around with some of the fans uh, of certain teams. I'm a Lakers fan myself, so there's a lot of rumors going around that Paul George is going to get traded to the Lakers. He has made comments before where if he's not in a con- on a contending championship team by 2018, he is quote-unquote hell-bent on going to the Lakers. So that, you know, everybody was in a frenzy anyways because it was trade deadline day and deadline comes up at like 1 Eastern time. And so early in the day, Twitter was just blowing up. So I sent out a tweet from our our Abstract Sports Twitter account and I was basically it was basically like saying you know, Lakers fans really want to have Paul George and it went slightly viral. It was pretty exciting to follow. I I had to take a longer lunch break at work just so I could follow the madness. Um I think it got like a, almost 100 retweets. It's up to about 130 likes. Go check it out. Give us a retweet. It was pretty awesome, um, especially in the moment. It had to have been timing that got that thing out there so big. But, yeah, that <laughs> I've never had a tweet go that crazy before, so that was fun. Um, so, yeah, NBA trade deadline shenanigans. That was really fun, uh, just following Twitter and all that stuff. But also, as far as actual trades that happened, here's sort of a breakdown on what players went where and why. Um, so we have, like, you know, while the Paul George stuff was going on uh, all over the internet, a different trade happened with the Lakers, and it says, or basically, uh, Marcelo Huertas went to the Rockets for Tyler Ennis, um, and then Houston is going to waive Huertas. So that happened in the midst of everybody freaking out about Paul George potentially going to L.A., um, and then shortly after that is when um, the Pacers came out and said that they were not going to be making any deals with, with Paul George and them. And so then everything kind of calmed down. That was like the probably the biggest rumor as far as I could tell. But again, I was a Lakers fan, so it was easy for me to know what Lakers fans are going through in that time. Um, so another trade that happened, uh, the Nuggets traded a protected 2019 second-round pick to Bucks for Roy Hibbert. Uh, then the Hawks traded Mike Scott to Suns for cash, so they just bought him out there. Um, Rockets traded K.J. McDaniels to the Nets. And then let's see, who else? Raptors trade with the Suns. Toronto got P.J. Tucker, and Phoenix gets Jared Solinger, 2017 and 2018 second-round draft picks. So... Uh, looks like Phoenix is trying to cash in on the, the next couple year drafts. Um, 76ers traded with the Mavericks. Philadelphia got, holy cow, all kinds of stuff. Philadelphia got Andrew Bogut, Justin Anderson, and a 2018 first-round draft pick. And Dallas got Nerland's Noel. And that's kind of interesting because the 76ers have been a team that has complained before about having too many big men. The players were, they're like, why do we have so many big guys? It's like... None of us can get minutes. It, it just doesn't make sense. And so they finally got one of their bigger guys out of the lineup. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out with uh, Joel Embiid being there and everything. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to have some water. I'm like dying over here. Um, and then probably the, the one trade that really had the biggest impact of, uh, during the NBA trade deadline was the trade between the Thunder and the Bulls, um, especially because those are two pretty good teams that are um, – oh, I just closed the tab. Let me reopen that back up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the Bulls are number six seed right now, and 
who was I just talking about? Oh, the Thunder, yeah. And the Thunder are up there in the number seven seed. So by switching their lineups around like that, just after the All Star All Star break, um, kind of makes it interesting to see what's going to happen um, with them going into the playoffs um, coming up. April fifteenth is when they start. So, anyways, the trade that went down was OKC got Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, and a twenty eighteen second round pick, and that's pretty big. Like Taj Gibson, he had a pretty good night last night. I was watching some of the game. Um, I saw that he hit that that crazy half court shot. He threw it like Aaron Rodgers from half court, way high in the air, and it comes down and just somehow goes in. That was ridiculous. And then at halftime, the guy hits the half court shot to win the free car. That was just a night of of long shots. It seemed like. <clears throat> And I'll have to get into scores here in a second. But, yeah, so OKC got Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, 2018 second-round pick. Chicago got Anthony Morrow, Cameron Payne, and Joffrey Lavorne. Lavorne. I don't know how to say that name, but it's it's hard to hard to pronounce, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but I think the big big story on the Chicago side, or, or I guess OKC losing Cameron Payne, is Russell Westbrook no longer has his, his pregame routine dance partner. He has to do something else now has to have somebody else do that dancing with him well i mean he lost kd and he he picked up cameron Payne to do it instead so maybe somebody else have to take that spot yet again um who i just had another idea i need to make a note here it's a category that i had talked about with one of my buddies this week that i might be putting up on the blog so i might mention it later let's see here sorry Hey, AJ on Facebook, looking good, Kyle, he says. Thanks, man. Repping the Vandals hard as usual. <laughs> uh, AJ actually has his own blog, Dapper Sports. Go to dappersports.com, check out some of their content. I actually did their his website for his blog as well. Um, so there's a nice little shout-out. Um, so anyway, that's the trade shenanigans that went down. It was pretty exciting. I, I, I look forward to that every year because I, I know that a lot of fans have their jimmies rustled about it, and oh boy, it's just fun. So that's trade deadline. Now for scores in the NBA, I had the chance to watch a couple of games last night, sort of passively. Um, let me switch the sports here on ESPN. <clears throat> Go to yesterday. So one game that was really nuts was the, the Cavaliers and the Hawks. In a four-quarter game, at the end of regulation, the score is 135-130, Cleveland getting the win. That's a lot of points. I mean, the Warriors have put up a lot of points this year, too, in games, but kind of an unexpected scoring outing for the for the Cavs and Hawks. Uh, I know the Warriors have had a couple of 140-point games in four quarters. Um, it was just weird, though. I look up at the TV, and the score is that high, and there's like 15 seconds to go. And I just immediately thought it was overtime. Nope, fourth quarter. That's crazy. I have a cat back here that is being really annoying, but that's not new. Um, Let's see, what other game did I tune into? I was watching some of the Toronto and Washington Wizards game. Toronto got the win there. Uh, The Knicks lost to the 76ers, 102-105. Miami also lost to the Orlando Magic, 99-110. Clippers, there were a lot of games last night. Is that really all just yesterday? That's a lot of games. 
that had to have been like every team. But Clippers lost to the Bucks. Grizzlies lost to the Mavericks. And Utah, the Utah Jazz, man, they've been on a tear. And AJ Rupp on Facebook, Cavs set the NBA record for most threes in the game with 25. That's that's another point. And the Cavs, I mean, I guess they have Kyle Korver now. They have guys that can shoot threes. But the team that you think would break that would be the Warriors. Um, I know that. I mean, I know that the Rockets had that record from just a couple of years ago. They set the record with 24. Um, so it's just weird that you know the Warriors are the three-point shooting team, and they're not the one that holds that record. Although Steph Curry did break that record of uh, seeing the most threes in a game with 13. He beat Kobe Bryant's record, which was also tied by Danielle Marshall at one point. Um, I actually got to see Danielle Marshall play in person. Dude is huge. I mean, he's not the type of guy you think that can shoot threes, but he was like a corner specialist. If you look at his highlights, every one of his threes is from the corner, I swear. Um, <laughs> uh, other games last night. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the Jazz, though. The Jazz, they are looking really good. And, you know, I'm being an Idaho vandal. I'm, I'm from Idaho. I live in Idaho. Salt Lake City really isn't that far away, and I have a couple of friends that are thinking about going to a playoff game. Dude, that would be so cool. I, I really want to try to do that, but we'll have to see what happens. But the Jazz are sitting in the number four spot right now with a record 38-24. and 24. They are, let's see, they're only five wins back from the Rockets, um, but the Clippers, Grizzlies, and Thunder are really the, really the only teams that can try to dethrone them from that fourth spot. So right now, if if we were to go into the playoff with the ways it's looking now for the West, the Jazz would be playing the Clippers. And I think that would be a pretty good matchup. But I think the Jazz have kind of figured themselves out a little bit this year, and they have over the last couple of years. It's not like they have a stacked lineup by any means, but they have Rudy Gobert on the de- defensive end. Um, I mean, he's obviously a beast down low, too, on offense. But Gordon Hayward, obviously, their all-star this year. First-time all-star for him. Like... I don't know. They're they're sort of an underdog, and I, I want to see them do well in the West, mostly because my Lakers aren't anywhere up there. <laughs> Lakers are in the fifteenth spot. That's all right. Hey, they they have two more wins this year than they had they had last year, but their their record's pretty bad. Nineteen and forty three. AJ on Facebook says the Clippers are two and zero against the Jazz this year. There we go. That's that's good stuff. He's helping me out a lot. I like this. I'll, I'll keep you around, man. <laughs> Clippers are 2-0 against the Jazz this year. Okay. Well, I still I would like to see the Jazz beat them in the playoffs if they were to face them. I mean, I know I know he's a, a Clippers fan, so he, he's a big DeAndre Jordan fan, so I have to let him know that they're going to get beat by the Jazz if they go against them, just just because. <laughs> but, yeah, so Jazz definitely going into the playoffs this year. Pretty exciting stuff being a guy from uh, close to Salt Lake City, being able to see a playoff team potentially. Um, and then the scores, where did they go? Um, looks like Phoenix beat OKC last night. Uh, OKC, obviously there's a lot of stories around them with Kevin Durant leaving. Um, I mean, that, that story has been beat to death. It's, I, like, I, I'll eventually have to talk about it. Like I already am, but, um, what's crazy is Russell Westbrook hit the 30, triple double mark and one crazy stat that I saw was that um he has more triple doubles than Kobe Bryant and three other players combined and they're I think Allen Iverson was one of those three players 
and you can't help but be surprised by that. I mean, you know, 30 triple doubles is a lot. And I don't I don't know if he's at the top spot yet for that in a season. I might have to look that up later. But I feel like he has to get the MVP this year. And a lot of people are saying that if they don't go far in the playoffs, that he's, there's no way he can get MVP because James Harden's on a better team. They're probably going to be up higher uh, in the standings going into the playoffs. Um, well, they definitely are. The Rockets are 43-19, and 19, opposite of the Lakers' record. <laughs> but there's a lot of people saying that James Harden should be the MVP at this point. But I don't know because Russell Westbrook is – He's an animal, and he goes out there and puts up triple-doubles almost every night, no, every other night, and I don't know. He's It's hard to explain. I don't think that how far they go in the playoffs should determine whether he gets MVP. He is carrying a team pretty much by himself. He has some okay role players on his team, but the Rockets have a lot more than, they, than he does around him. And people say, like, oh, you shouldn't shoot the ball so many times. It's like their record is pretty good, 35-27. They're a playoff contending team still, even without Kevin Durant, and they didn't really even make any big moves. So I don't know. He's he's done a lot more for his team than any other player has this season. He has the most impact on on outcomes of games with the Thunder. So I think he deserves the, the MVP grant. Um. I have a, this cat's really annoying, sorry. <laughs> but I think he should get the MVP. Um, most impact on the game. Every game he goes out and competes. It's really exciting to watch. So we'll see what happens at the end of this year if he gets that MVP. I would like to say on my personal on my uh, personal Twitter, I have a, a tweet pinned at the top that says, Russell Westbrook will win MVP this year. And if you look at the date on that tweet, it's like opening night for the NBA season this year. So pretty bold prediction, but I, I had a feeling going into the season he was going to have some animosity towards some people. He's going to use that anger of Kevin Durant leaving his team to fuel him with a fiery rage to put up 30 triple-doubles this far in the season. Like I just had an, I had a thought, um, and I just I love watching him play, so I'm hopeful for that. But speaking of NBA playoffs, they start on April 15th. Um, that kind of overlaps a little bit with MLB coming into play. Uh, I, I never finished all the scores off real quick. The Spurs beat the Pelicans again, or the, or the Pelicans lost again, I should say. And then the Lakers got beat by uh, 20 by the Celtics this time. They lost to him again earlier in the season where it was a, um, a franchise tiebreaker where they both had the same number of wins. And they were they're at the top spot for franchise wins, and uh, the Lakers gave up that that spot to the Celtics, and they are going strong into the playoffs this year. They're sitting number two seed, forty and twenty-two, behind the Cavaliers with a record of forty-two and eighteen. And not too long ago, just a few days ago, the Celtics beat the Cavs in a game, and that's that. That's pretty interesting. I mean, it's only one game, but when it goes into the playoffs, I really want to see them go head to head. And with them being the one and two seed, it could be the the Eastern Conference Finals. So look forward to that storyline. That'll be really fun to watch. But again, playoffs, NBA playoffs start April fifteenth. I'm sure we're a lot of blog content's going to be picking up around then because games have a lot more meaning than just any other game at that point. So you'll see a lot of posts in the storyline events category. 
Um, yeah, so look forward to that. But speaking of mid-April, that's when MLB is just getting underway. The season or opening day is on April 2nd. Spring training just started. And, man, I tell you what, I have a lot of friends who are excited about baseball season. Whenever spring day comes around, they're just always in a good mood. They're like, yeah, baseball's coming back. Woohoo. And then they still have to wait like 50 days at that point. Um, I don't know what the countdown is. I didn't count, like, count the days out, but you know, April 2nd, a month away, that's not bad. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I want to try and get more involved with, base, with baseball in terms of watching it and blogging about it. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I've never been a huge baseball fan. When I was growing up, I played a lot of baseball. Um, well, I should say I played t-ball, and then I played baseball with a lot of friends um, after that. Um, I never played organized baseball, but it's a fun game, and I agree when most people say that it's kind of a boring game to watch on TV, so I enjoy going going to games. I plan on doing a little traveling this summer, so maybe I'll be able to catch a game. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I have some friends that are thinking about maybe going to Kansas City. We could try and swing a, a Kansas City Royals game. That would be really cool. Um, and I'm from Idaho Falls, Idaho, where the Kansas City Royals have a farm team called the Idaho Falls Chuckers go to those games all the time in the summer and I think maybe they'll just have they might work their way into my blog a little bit because that's one way for me to get excited about baseball is to go to a game you know have a beer have a hot dog have a hamburger have some nachos all of the above have all of that um, and you just get to sit there and hang out with, with some of your favorite people and and watch baseball that's a good time um, especially in the summer when it's nice and hot you can just hang out all night um, out at the baseball arena or baseball arena what is that at the ballpark it's a good time so yeah MLB it's definitely building some hype right now going into the beginning of March um yeah I mean if you like writing about baseball I I try to cover some stories on baseball but I know there's other people out there that are a lot more passionate about it if you're interested in getting involved with our blog and want to write about some baseball um our baseball category is really needing some help. So um, feel free to drop us a line on our website and we can give you more information. There's a lot of information there. You could just get going right now if you wanted to. So um, yeah, there's that. That's baseball. Um, Now let's talk about some football stuff. I know football season just kind of finished up with the Falcons blowing that huge lead in the Super Bowl. (laughs) But um, there's still some stuff to talk about when it comes to the NFL. Let me move some of my notes around here. Gotta be a little more organized next time. Gosh. Um, but right now the NFL Combine is going on. Um, speaking of the Vandals, we have a guy in the that got invited to the Combine. His name's Austin Rico. He was our punter and kicker. He did all the all the punting, kicking duties for the team. Um, and there, apparently, there's only a handful of those guys going into the Combine, or I guess in the NFL so he kind of has a little chip on his shoulder um you know he's he was probably ranked one of the top kickers in NCAA football um throughout his time with the Vandals and that's kind of they've always been like kickers have always been our MVPs they get the most points for us we're not we're not really that great of a team we did get a bowl win this year um and I I like how I talked about NFL and I somehow got into college football but (laughs) But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if Austin Rico goes somewhere. Some of the things I've read have mentioned that he would probably end up being a punter most of the time. Uh, they say that his leg strength isn't good enough to 
really cut it as a full-time kicker for an NFL team. I guess he's only made a handful of 50-yard-plus field goals, so it's kind of hard to pick a guy up like that and want him to kick field goals for you being in the NFL because 50-yard field goals are a thing. They happen a lot, uh, a lot more often in the NFL than NCAA. So, yeah, NFL Combine, crazy story that came out today. A guy named John Ross from the University of Washington. He's a Husky. He ran a 4.22, breaking the previous record held by Chris Johnson, which was a 4.24. Um, I watched the video, and I, I believe it was Steve Smith Sr. that was at the Combine. It, I mean, it looked like him. I'm not sure. But he was talking about how what people have been talking about going into the Combine or going into the 40-yard dash. And people were saying that this John Ross guy, he's got a crazy launch off the line. And and as uh, I think it was Steve Smith, as he was talking, he said that somebody predicted he was going to go for a 4-2 over a lot of the other predictions saying he was going to go for a 4-3. But his launch was crazy. And when he was running, it didn't look like I don't know. He was running kind of awkwardly. I don't know if that's just how he runs. He just he runs like leaning forward the entire time, which isn't really what you see. Usually, their heads kick back as they get to the finish line. But uh, this guy, head down the entire time, and afterwards, he was. I guess he had a cramp. I don't know if he got the cramp before the run, and then he ran with the cramp, and still got a four-two-two, which I find hard to believe unless you can run through that pain. Must not have been that bad of a cramp. But afterwards, he was like. You know, leaning over, grabbing at his calf like he just was getting cramps from dehydration. But I guess when you run a 4-2-2, you can, you can run yourself into an injury. Um, but pretty nuts. That's one of those records that uh, rarely gets broken because it's such a fine-tuned thing. Like, people can only be so fast, you know, especially in the NFL. So, pretty cool story. And just that alone almost says that, like, he's going to get drafted. Teams will want a guy that runs that fast. I don't know what uh, what position he plays. Maybe I'll pull that up really quick. Um, John Ross. He's a wide receiver. And a lot of times when you have a fast guy like that, they'll put him at the kick return position too. So that will be fun to watch. Watch a guy running that fast. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get in front of him. But I guess it's not my job to tackle people. So there's that. Um <coughs> So to go along with the with the title of this episode, I want to talk a little bit about Tim Tebow. So there are a lot of Tebow haters out there, and there's even a lot in in my closer circles. And and um, I'll have to I'll get into what I'm what I'm talking about there. But um, I, I saw this video and I found it from uh, this page on Facebook. It's called the Wild Card. They're they seem to be another sports blog. They put out some pretty cool content. Um, I'm not sure where this actually originated, but in an interview, you know, with spring training being around, uh, why is Tim Tebow in the football section? He should be in the baseball section. Wow, guys, I'm really blowing it. I'm sorry. Holy cow. Anyways, see what I did there? Tim Tebow, I know him for football, but he's in baseball now. And I stuck him in my NFL section of my notes, and so he's getting talked about in the NFL section. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, he got asked a question. I don't know what the question was because the video didn't show it. But I have a I have a sound bite. I hope you guys can hear this all right, and tell me if you don't. I mean, there's not really many people watching, I don't think. But tell me if you can't hear this. I tested it before the stream, and it seemed like it was going to work. So 
here it goes. Let me pull it up here. Okay, and it's kind of long. It's like a minute long, but he says a lot of really interesting things that I want to talk about. It's not going. We have technical difficulties. We're having technical difficulties. What happened to my speaker, man? Um, let me unplug my headphones real quick. I don't know why this isn't working. Let me turn on my Bluetooth. Let's see if the speaker comes on. There it is. All right. Sorry about that. Let's try this again. Repit, you know, that's, that can be life-changing for people. And so to be able to be part of that and see that and now be able to take that mindset to a field because so much of handling sports is handling pressure. Well, what pressure do you have if you're 0 for 12 and you're at the plate versus someone that is fighting for their life versus someone that, you know, we picked up on the side of the street in Haiti because they're crippled or they're not wanted or they're thrown in the garbage. Like, how do you compare those things? And for me, it's, it's, there's, there's not a comparison. And that's why you're able to handle sports as a game because it still is. Yeah, we can pursue it. We can give so much of our time, energy, and effort to it. But at the end of the day, I know that's not why I'm here. It's not my biggest purpose. It's not my biggest calling. It's not what I want to be. It's not how I want to be known in my life. It's not as a football player, as a baseball player, as, you know, someone that, you know, worked hard to accomplish those things. I want my life to be so much more than that. I want to be someone that was known for bringing faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And that is something that is a life calling for me. And so it's so much bigger than sports. But I am so grateful for sports because it's given me a platform to be able to share and love and care for people all over the world. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. So there you go. That's that's Tim Tebow answering a question to a reporter. And clearly he, he started out and he just kind of went in, you know. He's obviously passionate about that. And that's what, something I love to see from athletes. You don't see them answer a question that long in an interview. Most of the time because the questions they ask are kind of lame. <laughs> and so I, I really want to know what the question was on that. I'll have to do some research. But anyways, some of the things he said – like at the beginning when he says that uh, what pressure do you have when like in sports when you know there's other people out there in the world that are basically fighting for their next meal they they're struggling and so i think he uses um and you know I, i'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this but i think tim tebow goes off of that type of stuff for motivation he thinks about people who are struggling he thinks about people who need help and, you know, from peop from somebody, and thankfully he has that platform, like he mentions. So I think he uses those people's stories to motivate him to be the best that he can be in sports so that he can turn around and help those people in need. And, I mean, I, just while I was saying that, I thought about another thing he said once where he wants to adopt a child from every continent. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm just going to leave that out there. If you want to share that with your friends, go ahead. I don't have anything to say about that. But... Um, he has a really good point, you know, like obviously when you're in sports, there is some pressure, whether you say there is or not, but 
when he's thinking about what what sports are going to do for him, if he's thinking about that all the time, maybe there's a lot less pressure on him in the sports world. But um, the other things that he talks about that I think were really interesting, he did mention a couple of intangibles in there. He talked about having energy and effort. Like you can put all the energy and effort you want into sports, but it's what you do with that energy and that effort that that really counts. And I think he's his energy comes from those stories he puts in effort so that he can carry out his actual wishes of helping people, uh, which I think is really cool. And then, um, like he mentions, it is so much bigger than sports, uh, especially for him. Um, there, I think I, I mentioned this somewhere on the blog, but basically, there almost every professional athlete, like you know NFL, NBA, MLB, a, a lot of those guys have their own foundations to help people in need. Um, I mean, they have such a huge foundation, um, or I mean, not foundation, they have a huge platform to get their word out there, and they have the the income that allows them to travel and bring happiness to people in other countries and other places who really need it. Um, And so that's where sports, uh, you know, are beside themselves with with what, what more they can do off the field and off the court because they're giving these players such a, a nice income for them to pursue their dreams outside the field or out, you know, outside professional sports. Um, but I don't know. There, there are so many Tebow haters out there. And I should, so I shared this video and I just, I really liked how inspirational it was. Um, you know, that somebody in the sports world just kind of opens up about base, or, you know, talking about sports, but then how sports are not their main thing. You don't hear that very often. And I think that's, it's kind of unfortunate, but um, that's also what abstract sports is kind of based around is, you know, what sports can do for a community. And Tim Tebow is the quintessential person for that. Um, so I might have to pull some inspiration from more of the stuff he says. But like I was saying, there's a lot of haters out there. And I mean, a lot of people will say that he he kind of used his and this is from conversations I've had with friends um, over these things. And speaking of that. I do want to add a category to the blog and maybe you guys can let me know if it's a cool idea or not, but I want to add a category to the blog. It's called texts with friends. Like I mean, something like that anyways, because I have a, a group text going for a couple different groups of friends. And one of those groups happens to be really, um, you know, uh, informed and in, when it comes to sports and they make some really good arguments about some really interesting topics in sports, like KD moving out of OKC and relating that back to LeBron leaving Cleveland. Um, and like we have some really cool conversations, and I'm like, you know what? I really want to share this on the blog because they're saying some really awesome things. And <laughs> and so let me know what you guys think about that. Drop a comment on, on, the, on this post here or wherever you're hearing this. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think because um, I feel like you guys probably text, text with your friends about sports all the time too, and even if it's – I don't know. I think that could be a really fun and interactive category. So anyways, going back to the Tim Tebow thing, um, I, so I posted a thing on our Facebook page. Um, it was a second thing after this video clip I just shared with you. And I just kind of said, Tim Tebow is saying more of the right things. And, And when I, when I say that, I mean like, the right to me is like he's saying things that a decent human person would say, but he's also saying things that 
perfectly fit the the foundation of abstract sports. You know, the whole the bigger than sports platform in sports, um, energy and effort in sports, and what you do with it. He talks about a lot of things that feed right into everything that we're doing or wanting to do, and so, I, you know, I just kind of mentioned he's saying all the right things. How can you not like this guy? And a lot of people come out and say that he used his fame as an NFL player and college player to get into baseball, um, although he did play college baseball too, and he was pretty good at it. I'm pretty sure he was one of those quarterbacks that MLB teams were recruiting as he got drafted into the NFL. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, but a lot of people will say that he's also really annoying. And that's kind of what happened in this post on Facebook. My, He's one of our contributors, it's Charlie, and he'll probably listen to this and be like, oh, he's calling me out. But no, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually intrigued by your comments because I don't know. I, I've always looked at Tebow, Tebow as, as the good guy. It's good guy Tim, you know. And and he Charlie has the opinion that Tebow is very annoying. And, like, I guess I kind of see where he's coming from. I mean, he, you know, obviously everybody knows he's a religious guy, and that's totally fine. A lot of people say that they think his religion gets in the way of his his sports career. Um, and that can be another – that could be a controversial topic for another day. Um but I guess I could see where the annoyingness comes from. He seems – he just exuberates positive energy all the time. He's always excited. He's always passionate. And sometimes it kind of makes you think like, man, why can't I be like that? <laughs> I mean, like I'm a pretty positive dude. But Tim Tebow, like, he's he, he knows what he wants to do in life. And it's not necessarily play sports, but he's willing to do whatever it takes to have a platform to help people. Um, and so when somebody says that Tebow's annoying, I'm like – Okay, he's annoying, but his, I think his, his positive traits outweigh that. Um, and I think that that can be – oh, great. I'm losing internet on my computer, so I can't look at the comments. Oh, that sucks. And if I turn off the internet here – okay, that won't cause any problems. Let me try something real quick. I'm going to turn off my internet turn it back on. Oh, it's came, it just came back. Yay. Sorry, i got to get back to this post so that I can read the comments. And see, this is why I think it's important for people to get get involved with our um, Facebook page and our Twitter and everything. I mean, I have I, I like to go through and read the comments just in general when I'm sc- scrolling through Facebook on my phone. But for the blog, it's really important because I can go back and pull off what you guys are talking about and bring it into the podcast. I think that makes it just way more interactive and fun for everybody. So please get involved um, just by dropping a simple comment. Um, but I basically asked Charlie in this comment, I asked him, is, is it because of his overwhelming positivity? Because um, that's the only thing that I could think about that's annoying about him. Um, but he, I don't know, I, he, I guess he's entitled to his opinion, and that's, and that's fine. I, I don't have to agree with it, and I'm not trying to call him out. He's like one of my best buds. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys have to say about the topic because it's – kind of controversial and I don't really, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I, I like Tim Tebow and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to lose followers over making comments that people aren't going to agree with. Like I, I, and I know that sounds terrible, but I don't have any bad things to say about Tim Tebow. Sure. He might be, his religion might be getting in the way of his sports stuff. I mean, I saw some pictures before where, um, you know, times where players could be rallying with, with each other to try and get each other uh, get each other going in the game like when he was playing for the Broncos and he was you know doing the Tim Tebow he's kneeling down on the sideline I feel like he could have been using his time more productively with his teammates and trying to draw up a game plan or something like that 
But that's really the only thing that I've ever noticed. I'm like, okay, like you got to do your job. But, you know, he's he's also using that as a moment to gather himself. So, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword. So let me know what you guys think about it. It's an interesting thing and it's controversial. I mean, it's, it's got everything you like. It's got sports. It's got religion. It's got baseball even. It's got baseball and football. It's got two different sports. That's pretty cool. But let me know what you think about the Tim Tebow thing, what you like about him, what you don't like about him, why you think people hate him. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Um, but I have to say I'm not a Tim Tebow hater. I think he's a good guy. He means well, and I think that's what's important here. Um, but he is he is in spring training with the Mets farm team still, I believe, and there's talks about whether or not he's going to be going to be able to make the cut Last year, that definitely wasn't the case. He, There were scouts that were saying that he doesn't belong here, and maybe that's kind of where those stories started about him not um, him being a celebrity and using it to become a baseball player. Um, but, yeah, so maybe he probably won't make the cut, but at least he's pursuing something that he loves. He's passionate. Um, I, I kind of see myself in those qualities a lot. So kudos to Tim Tebow for speaking out on the things he believes in. Um so that was, that's the big story because um, I, I think it drew a lot of interest from, from our followers, and so I wanted to talk about that. But the next thing I want to talk about is a really cool thing. It's a really it's – a, it's a big announcement. It's huge. Like imagine Donald Trump voice right there. Huge. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's not get political now. Great. This is bad. Um, so the big announcement is that we created a Twitch account. And for those of you who don't know what Twitch is, it is a video game streaming platform um, for PC, um, Xbox, and PlayStation. And basically, people broadcast their their gameplay onto the internet, and they have a camera so you can get reactions from players as they're playing. Um, really, really big market in online video game watching. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of people on that site. Um, but we created our own Twitch account because we've always like I've been wanting to start an esports category for the blog for a long time, and I just waited, been waiting for a good story that comes up. And so I decided, you know, since we're talking about sports, like you know, it's abstract sports. Some people might say, okay, well, why is there a video game category on this website? It doesn't make any sense. But there are, I mean, they they are also called esports. There's a competitive side to gaming that sort of mirrors some of the things that happen in sports. Oh my gosh, I can see my cat running around in the background. Three comments on cats. Maybe that can be a game. How many times do I talk about the cats while I'm podcasting? I'm making a note. Oh my gosh. We're we're building a good podcast brand already. I'm getting things to talk about. Good thing I have an annoying cat to, to help me out. Um, that's four. That's four comments. <laughs> um, so anyways, our Twitch account... The first live stream is scheduled for Monday, March 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That would be 6 o'clock Mountain Time where I'm at. Um, I will be recording it for a YouTube video as well to go along with an article that I have in the works right now um, talking about um, how video games relate to sports. Um, and so I'll, I'll be playing some Battlefield 1. And I'll be talking about how video games relate to sports, and I'll go into depth on that a little bit. But ultimately, I just want to get some gameplay recording so that I can use it in that video. Um, so you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash abstract sports. 
But, uh, you know, it's really new. We don't have any followers, I don't think. Let me go look. I'm kind of curious. Um, and, the, you know, this is like another niche that our blog is going to try to tap into to try and um, be as inclusive of all competitive things that have been talked about or categorized as sports. So video games is sort of that next niche. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have no followers. If you're on Twitch, go on there and give us a follow. I guess I'm the only one following it personally. But go go follow us on Twitch, and you'll get notified when we go live. Uh, watch us play some video games, talk about sports. And there's they have a chat room on there, so we can um, really have a discussion with anybody who comes through about sports and what they think about sports. So that's the fun part, getting people engaged in a discussion. Um, I don't know. I love talking about sports. That's kind of why I started this whole blog. So um, when we go live on Twitch, that's another way for you to get involved with us. Um, maybe Maybe even somewhere down the road, we can give uh, permission to other people who want to stream on our account. So if they say they want to produce content for us and Twitch is the way that they want to do it, we can give you a guest stream key and you can um, broadcast on our account. And then we can use that content for our YouTube and our and our blog and we'll give you shout outs and all kinds of stuff. So um, I think that counts as being a contributor. I might have to add something to the blog about that too. But anyways, I think that pretty much does it for us today. Looks like our stream is hitting about 45 minutes. I was hoping to keep it down to 30, but I did ramble a bit about Tim Tebow and I got flustered. I'm, oh, man. Oh, we got a comment just came in from Pat on, on Facebook. Timmy Tebow is a great guy. I guess what these negative Nancys are upset about is that he's, he's just never in a bad mood, which is stupid because, of course, he's in a good mood on camera. Yeah, that's true. On camera, he's probably always in a good mood. Um, so, and... I can't imagine Tim Tebow ever being mad. He's one of those guys just, that just seems like you could just shoot the breeze with him and it wouldn't be a big deal, and he'd probably inspire you to do something awesome. I I agree. He's he's never in a bad mood. And you look at normal people like us, it's like, man, I get mad on a daily basis for different reasons. And then t- there's Tim Tebow, doesn't make it in football, trying to make it in baseball, got cut last year doing the best he can, but he, it's just never good enough. But he's still a happy guy because I guess he does have at least a million dollars to sit on and and make his sports platform carry off into the distance. So <laughs> thanks for the comment, Pat. Appreciate it. Um, good college roommate right there. Really good guy. But, again, that does it for us. Uh, I'm looking forward to that stream. I'm going to be – that's Monday. That's only a couple days away, so I'll be – setting up shop a little bit in my living room here um, so we can do that stream. Um, I hope a lot of you come through. Um, Just so you know, we plan on doing more live content on Facebook and Periscope, especially for the podcast. So you'll want to find us on those outlets if you're interested in watching me talk instead of just listening on a podcast. Um, But I I feel like as we grow, the live podcast is going to sort of shape itself into something more fun and interactive, like I keep saying interactive is such a big thing about um, us growing. I want to get people involved. I want to get people excited about what we're talking about. And I want you to talk about the things you're excited about in sports. It's kind of a a big circle of happiness right there. Um, (laughs) But it'll shape itself into something more interactive with our viewers. We'll probably do some Q&A at some point if we have enough people in the room, Um, play some games like on the podcast so like how I'm doing the cat comments, number of four, that's five now. Uh. <laughs> um, 
you know, things like that. We're going to eventually develop a really fun atmosphere for the the podcast. I can't wait till we get to that point. I, th- I think this is a big improvement from the last one, to be honest. Um, but I, I do have a few people in my, in my circle who want to co-host the podcast with me. So that'll be a thing somewhere in the future. Um, the guy that was commenting on the, the Facebook post earlier, AJ, he, who runs Dapper Sports, he, I might, he, we might actually do a podcast together and co-host it and, and film it and everything. So that should be pretty fun. Something to look forward to with the podcast anyways. We'll do a lot more video, but then we also have just audio options for people. If you, we, are, we are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, so download or subscribe to us on all, whatever one of those works for you. Um, but please drop a comment wherever you are listening to this and just let us know what you think about the content and the podcast in general. We're trying to make this a fun thing for everybody. And if, you know, the more interaction, the better. But we like to have your input. Any feedback is good feedback, whether it's generally negative or positive. I think it'll help us out in the end either way. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash abstract sports and Twitter at abstract sports with a K instead of a C trying to get that handle, but I don't know if it's going to be possible. Um, but I do want to leave you with a question. Uh, that question is how have sports impacted your life? What have they done for you? I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. So what have, how have sports impacted your life and what have they done for you? Just send us your answers anywhere. You can be in a comment. It can be in an email. It can be through our contact form on our website, whatever you want to do. I'm just curious to hear what you have to say. And if you say something good, you know, maybe we'll use it in the podcast next time. And then we'll have another question for you next podcast. Um, and so again, I've tried to do this on a weekly basis. It just depends on when I have time and the resources. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in guys. Thanks Pat for the comments and AJ for the comments. Uh, Periscope. I haven't seen anything come up. There's one person in here right now, six viewers the entire time. Um, but again, the comments on those like disappear with set within seconds. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle Richards and you just listened to the abstract sports podcast. We'll see you next time.